Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Get Out of Rap. Today, I'm joined by James Hughes from Sabio. He's the global head of solutions. And it's the second in a series going behind the scenes at Sabio, seeing some of the exciting stuff they're, they're up to. And I'm really looking forward to this one. For those of you watching on YouTube, we will get to the backdrop. James is backdrop in a, in a sec. But um, James, thanks very much for agreeing to come on. Uh, no, lovely. Really excited to be here, Martin. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, well, first of all, let's start with that. For those watching, how many guitars? You've got some great guitars on the wall behind you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm a sort of 80s rock sort of fan. Uh, and, you know, I've got a neon yellow one for those who are listening. Uh, so, yeah, sort of wear a blonde perm and put a wig on and, uh, yeah, pretend I'm from the 80s and rocking out. Yeah. You actually do. Do you actually perform? Uh, not. So my last public performance was 2011, something like that. You know what it's like, family and yes. work life catches up. With yes. you, you know, you, you, you sort of, you know, you don't get to do the things that probably you, you once did. But um you know hopefully when the kids you know leave and go to university we'll get back to uh get back being... on the road yeah yeah i love i love i love playing live it's great fun but yeah well, more power more power to you i did some a dad's dancing thing um in december because of my daughters are in a dance group and oh, yeah. uh, acrobatics rather and stuff and um that was the most terrified i've ever been getting on stage and we had like 11 13 weeks rehearsal for a two-minute dance routine um and it didn't matter if we went wrong because people were just blah, they're just it was a bit of fun you know it's charity yeah. and everything and um uh, i was terrified absolutely terrified so more power to you um for for doing it i guess it's addictive yeah i mean it's like anything else you get you desensitize yourself to it if you do it enough and for long enough but i've had long enough now to be out of doing it but if I do go back yeah it's gonna be yeah I'm gonna be nervous for sure yeah. so as well as as well as some 80s rock your global head of solutions um 
what's been your career to date then how are you how have you got to where you are now oh right okay uh, so i've been in it you know from the moment i left university i actually uh, joined ibm very early on in my career as a you know fresh faced uh, lad out of uni and um what i be and i did it and i was an applications engineer and those sorts of things in, in ibm uh, but one of the things that really touched me from very early on in my career is IBM sent basically everybody on a customer care course. Uh, and I went on the first course and that, you know, you could choose to just finish there. And it just touched me. Uh, and then I went through all of the IBM customer care courses and uh, I just got, you know, I, I, I just became a fan of helping customers. Um, and then... Uh, I start getting involved in contact center stuff with IBM and um, and then yeah been in the contact center contact center industry ever since and uh, yeah I still love it today. And you went where did, from IBM to where did you go next? So uh, I toped into Fujitsu, um, which didn't last long. Decided to leave uh, and Often then I happens put, with Tupi though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved IBM forced into moving into the, to, to Fujitsu. Um, and then I just looked, Fujitsu wasn't the, the place for me, it was fine for mm -hmm. others. Uh, so I decided, look, if I'm gonna go somewhere, let's pick a contact center expert who specializes in this space. And the two, certainly in the UK, the two contact center experts at that time, sort of 2005, six, that period, were a company called Call Center Technology, who just happened to be around the corner from me, I live in Bristol, and this wonderful company called Sabio, and those two were the pinnacle of contact center in, in the UK. And if, you know, if you think of all of the big brands, either one of those guys would, would, would be, you know, deploying the latest and greatest contact center platform. Uh, given that CCT was around the corner, I knew them more than I knew Savio. Uh, I, I applied for a role, got accepted. Um, and then the managing director there, um, a chap called Simon Ferber, um, really became my mentor um, you know, his background was chartered, chartered accountant and those sorts of things. But he he took me under his wing and, um, you know, I met, I'm forever grateful to him because, you know, he really helped me find who I am and what I could do in, in, in my career. Um, so uh, spent a long time at CCT, loved it. Great team, loved the exec team. Um, that was brilliant. We got acquired by Capita. So, you know, the big old, big old, big old Capita. And I just felt like, uh, you know, rather than being, you know, um, one a number of however a thousand number of employees wanted to get back to what CCT was all about in in, in the early days. So um, I, I knew Sabio because uh, I competed with them uh, regularly at that time. And um, luckily, uh, Andy Roberts, our, our vice chairman, uh, he wasn't vice chairman back then, um, invited me to join Sabio, uh, and, and I've been here ever since. So I'm what eleven years in at Sabio. That's great. And what what does head of global solutions mean and do what do you do yeah i get i get asked that a lot actually um, <laughs> uh, so so we my team are focused in different areas so cloud you know channel automate contact channel automation ai those sorts of things so i've got experts in in, in each of those realms and their role really is to build understanding our clients' pain points and challenges in the market, um, build propositions that we take to prospects and clients to help them overcome those kinds of challenges. And we use, you know, we, we, we um, you know, focus very heavily on Savio's own IP. So we 
you know, build and develop our own capabilities and technologies, or we use best of breed pedigree partners like Genesis or Google or Twilio or Avaya. And we work very, very closely with product teams in those organizations to help us build these propositions that we take to market. So, um, so we spend a lot of time listening. Uh, I think that's probably, if, I, if there was one thing I did more of than anything else, is listen to customers, listen to our account managers who look after those customers as well, you know, and really sort of listen to you know, market research and um, that sort of stuff too. Good passing that in. And just to go back on something, um, I love the, it, it seems to be a common thread of people that have done well in this industry and progressed to kind of senior positions. It's the importance of a mentor, right? So that kind of um, someone that just kind of can, give you guidance and it's it's fascinating isn't it and how you know that how do you think that helped you oh it, it just must be I've, I've actually had three um mentors in my career whether the, whether they actually saw themselves as as mentors yeah, or not doesn't need um, to be official does it no absolutely um so simon Ferber at cct call center technology um then when i joined sabio andy roberts who who is now our, our vice chairman was my was my line manager and um it, yeah, he certainly mentored me, even if he didn't realise it. Um, so that was that was that was amazing. And then um, there's also um, a guy at Sabio who um, the market knows very well. Actually, um, he's been a you know a, an amazing career at Sabio. Mike Andrews. Um, he uh, he was one of the sort of experts in the field of WFM and workforce optimization and that sort of stuff. Um, and he also has mentored me as well, uh, probably more understanding that he was mentoring me um so so that's been good but the, the thing that uh really really helps when you're in that kind of environment and we, we do operate in a really complex world right um is that um they mentor you but they look at you as the expert in the thing that you do so they're not trying mm -hmm. to tell you what you should do or how you should do it they're they're supporting your ability and experience and creativity to be the best version of yourself mm. and you know when you think of that and relate that back to you know service advisors or agents working in a contact center you know we've got to make them the best for you know help them be the best version of themselves to get better customer experience you know in, in the long run so when you think of those sorts of things you know it's just you know it, you, you can touch back on these points in your life and your career and they make a big difference they all kind of connect as well, don't they? That's mm. the thing. Once yeah. you have that kind of um, step back and look at it. And, it, and it does lead us nicely into into the subject, which I guess, given um, what you've talked about and the role, might might be a surprise to some. Um, and that is, we're going to talk about something you're very passionate about and your team are working on, and that's agent mental health and well-being. And you mentioned it there, which I thought was a lovely phrase, actually, and probably is the way everyone should look any leadership position is about making the people that work for you um well it should be the other way around um the best versions of themselves right that's that's what it's all that's what it's all about but we're going to talk agent mental health and well-being how what, how did this come about why is this a passion and why is this the, the subject of what we're talking about today yeah so uh start at the beginning i mean i've been in the contact center industry for a long time mm. um and you know it's rewarded me with a career which which you know i love um 
and you sort of for a long time now you know before covid started i've been aware and i've observed in contact centers agents who who aren't the best version of themselves let's 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 put it that way and you you, you sort of then back that up with some data uh, around agent attrition and agent ab absence which we'll talk about but is you know it's getting worse um and then of course covid happens um you know covid you know, for a lot of people you know covid was a terrible situation for some people it's actually helped them live a better life for themselves mm -hmm. so we can touch mm -hmm. on that in a minute but when you add all of those things into a melting pot 20 years experience in this industry want to give something back um definitely a problem i've observed it for many years it's getting worse the data supports it um you know sabio you know, you you've you, you talked to jonathan gale our ceo at sabio mm -hmm. um i think you got a podcast coming on 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 that one um the ethics that we have um around savvy the core values that we have you know we we are very keen to do something that helps people give back and improve the lives of people that you know use our technology and use our services in the industry and also the people that we as consumers will interact with all the time who without them in our industry, we wouldn't have an industry, um, you know, and it's kind of, so I'm, you know, I'm like you say, the, the industry trends are going, I think after that kind of, there was a period, wasn't there, where um, absence kind of disappeared initially in the, at the, the first year of the pandemic. Um, and now it, it's all the indicators and all the reports are showing it's going back up and the same, like you say, the same with, the same with attrition so we have to we have to do something in the industry for sure for attraction and retention yeah. and re and i guess you know the key thing retention is creating the right environment and looking after people so mentally they're prepared to do what is not you know whatever we do is it's we have to be honest and say it's a tough job yeah you know a, an agent is a tough tough job i did it myself um and it was a real it was a challenge it was a real real challenge you kind of had to stumble into techniques to help yourself you, there weren't many at the time um of people telling you how to cope it was kind of well they don't cope they leave yeah yeah and when you look at the you know the sort of innate human needs of a, of a person you know uh, abraham maslow was an american psychologist and he wrote a paper on the uh, a lot of people sort of know it is the triangle it's you know, different layers of, of the needs of a human being and you know everybody's you know the best version of yourself is to get to the top of that pyramid and you know at the bottom is your basic needs your water air food and those sorts of things but as you climb the tiers you know the the uh the need for you know feeling sort of self-assured and you know um safe um you know you've got you know a roof over your head and you know uh, and you have people that, you know, um, are close to you, both at home and in the workplace. And, you know, you think about COVID and isolation, you can immediately see there that there's potential for, for a challenge for anyone in, in employment who doesn't have that sort of intimate connection uh, because they're working from home. So you, you think about these things and you think, well, agent attrition is already awful in this industry i mean it's probably we talk about these trends in digital and automation all these amazing things but actually probably the biggest trend in this industry 
is agent attrition. And actually, and we'll come on to it, but I think agent attrition is just scratching the surface. I think when you when you lift the covers up and look even beyond agent attrition into sort of um, absence and sickness and even looking at presenteeism. So, you know, somebody sitting in a chair taking interactions from customers, are they really the best version of themselves? And we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute, but, you know, I'm, I'm fearful that it's getting worse. The data says it's getting worse. And if we don't do something, then, you know, what, what's going to happen next? I think that thing, the point about presenteeism is, is excellent because especially now with the, the vast majority of the workforce at home, um, if, you're, if you're a team leader or a contact centre manager, you you can visibly see people just kind of zoning out and they're 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 hurting actually and they're they're just kind of going through the motions wanting to get to the break or or wanting to get to the um the end of their shift and that kind of soulless interaction is a self-defense mechanism you you could physically see it if you're in the contact center you might be able to hear it in, in someone's voice, but when they're at home, you can't you can't see that. And I think it's a really, really, really good point because it's kind of you 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 don't get to see it in some of the stats, do you? No, no, it's hard to measure. I think you know it's like all these things. You you want to base your base your ideas and strategy and thinking and on you know data that's indis- indisputable, but um, some things like presenteeism. And, you know, the reasons for absence and sickness, I'm pretty sure we understand the symptoms. So bad back, headache, flu, cold, you know, bad tummy. Those, those are the sort of symptoms that we, we see of absence in the, in the contact centre. But what's the root cause? You know, is the root cause that they're burned out? Is the root cause that their mental health is hurting them? That, that's the thing. Those are the things that we have to get to. And even if they are sitting in there, seat taking customer interactions are they are they the best version of themselves have we done everything that we could possibly do to make sure that they aren't burned out that they are you know supported and and cared for emotionally and those sorts of things and um that that's the that's the goal that i have and that's the work that that we've been doing in sabio and what does that what does that look like can you start can you take us through some of that um yeah yeah so when you boil it down, the contact centre, an agent, is probably one of the most monitored roles in any industry, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we, on we, the planet. Yeah, on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, we, we monitor them to the minute detail, you know, average handling time, number of calls taken, wrap-up time, all this sort of stuff. And, and you know, the, the contact centre platform, whether it be a Genesis or a Twilio or a Amazon or an Avaya, doesn't matter what the contacts in the platform or the workforce management solution. So, um, you know, monitoring break times and holidays and shift patterns and all those sorts of things. That's a, an amazing source of data that most organizations use to measure performance of an agent. And our, you know, our ideation 18 months ago was say, well, if we've got this data, surely that's really good indicators of mental health, wellness, and burnout. Could we use this data uh, alongside a behavioral science model? And I talked about Abraham Maslow's 
theory, you know, you know, the innate needs of a human being, can we can we look at those two things together and map this data right and say, right, can we start to see trends from this data that wouldn't indicate burnout and attrition? So, for example, just a really simple example is, um, you know, if an agent has uh, taken eight calls, they're all lasting 25, 30 minutes, they haven't had a break. Um, you know, we have some insight to the type of calls that they're dealing with based on their skills group. So there might be in a skills group that's dealing with emotional, complex customer queries. Then that data surely is telling us that mental health and burnout could be a problem. And if you can do something really intelligent with that data and say, well, actually, let's forecast, you know, let's schedule in a bonus break. And if we give them a bonus break at 10 minutes, why don't we give them some additional content around managing their emotions, managing stress, maybe some meditation exercises or breathing exercises. So we start to think about this kind of thing. I'm you know, probably thinking longer term roadmap here, but I think we can make, I think we can make a huge difference. Um, so that's sort of been the thought process. Um, so that's where we've sort of ended up. And then you look at the data and we sort of touched on this earlier. Now, back in 2006, 2007, we had, I think we had an average attrition of about 30, 34%, something like that in the UK. Um, in the UK for recent years, it's probably been 15 to 18, that sort of mark. And I think, um, I think it's bumped up in the last 18 months to 20, 21, 22%, something like that. I think we're predicting, I, I certainly am from the organisations I'm speaking to, I'm predicting that's going to start hitting 30 within the next 18 months. So we can see that there's agent attrition and trying to understand some of the reasons for that. And we've done some work and research and we've worked with some other organizations who've helped us do some research. And you start to realize that there are some very specific things happening in this industry right now, not just COVID, that are contributing to attrition. And if they're contributing to attrition, they definitely would be contrib contributing to absence and presenteeism issues. So, um, so that's where we sort of get to. So when you start looking at some of the reasons for this. Now, Savio are uh, you know, a massive supporter of delivering AI and automation and self-service technologies, and they can do brilliant things for organizations. But one of the phenomenons that come with doing all of that is that you often take the repetitive, simple tasks away from agents. Uh, so therefore the interactions that you're handling, that you're asking your agents to handle uh, are more typically of a 3D nature. They're typically more complex, more urgent, and more emotional. And if you add those three things together, you also get another thing, which is average handling time increases. So if we don't change how we support our agents, and every call is now sophisticated, complex, emotional, urgent, and longer, then if we don't change working patterns, if we don't change the support that we're providing them, then you can easily see that that's going to link to burnout, stress, uh, sickness, and uh, presenteeism issues. So that's my, that, that's it's, where we it, It's fascinating. There's so much to kind of unpick. I love, I love so much about that, even just the kind of the, the roadmap that you're talking about where um, there's some, there's some helpful interventions, some prompts. And, you know, for people that say, oh, do, are people going to listen to that? I think most of us wear kind of wearable tech that says, oh, you haven't done your breathe, you haven't stood, you haven't done a breathe, you haven't breathed, like kind of the, the minute. Um, 
So, and we're far more in tune with that kind of thing. But I, it's such a good point, and I hadn't even considered it really that the removal of repetitive tasks was always seen as that's great. Agents will love having some complexity and being able to help people more and act and have more agency and use their brains more. And I hadn't ever really thought, well, yeah, that's fine. But if you've just taken away, maybe the repetitive task gave them that kind of exhale moment where they could just go through, you know, without even without even thinking. I, I used to liken um, the role to being like a sponge, or it was kind of like as, if, especially if you're quite empathetic. I, I did well on the fact I quite liked it, but I definitely felt exhausted at the end of at the end of a shift and it and I would and I would say to friends and family you feel like a sponge you're just kind of um taking on the customers whether it was anger uh, they were upset because you know it's a common thing people say isn't it not many people are contacting a contact center to make the agent's life better or yeah it, it's this very rarely good good news that you're um that you're dealing with so this kind of looking at what this what the automation and technology is doing from a positive sense and then going okay how do we then help people and giving them extra breaks and things like that i think that's brilliant you know especially if it's like you say wrapped around hit hit let's just let's do let's meditate let's do something um it's got some great i can see that having some great applications there there's definitely I think there's more this better understanding in neuroscience that we know that as humans how we can focus and how we can deal with tasks for a set number for a set period and that that should be baked into our kind of um, resourcing it's fascinating times yeah yeah it definitely is and the other thing you sort of think about as well if you've ever observed you know, we spend time observing contact center agents handling the call and trying to understand where the challenges are. If you've ever observed an agent who has not been trained well enough to be in a certain skill, skills group, and they're trying to deal with a very complex emotional customer, but they haven't really had the training to do so. If you observe that, it's quite a sad, it's, it's a sad scenario to observe because mm -hmm. the agent wants to do a great job you know, nobody does a job and aims to do a bad job every you know every agent uh wants to do a good job but if they haven't got the skill set they become demoralized um and if you think of that as one call they get demoralized you imagine every day you come into work you handle you know eight hours of, of interactions and if you just don't have the skills to help the customer the way you would want to then that is demoralizing and that, that that comes back to the psych you know the psychological behavior and the innate human needs of a, of a human being if you don't feel that you're doing a good job if you don't feel that you're adding value then that has a massive impact on on mental health and the problem that we have right now is with this absence and attrition that is increasing dramatically um is organizations are scrambling to recruit new agents and understandably there is a, you know, there's a desire to get those new agents bums on seats and answer, answering interactions. So I think there's a tendency right now to rush onboarding of new agents into the role. And then what you get is this vicious circle. They, they're in the role. They don't have the skill set to solve these sophisticated, complex, emotional queries. 
feeling demoralized and just saying, oh, you know, I've had enough. I'm going to I'm going to go and do something else. Mm. And, you know, if you go back to the sort of 2006, seven period when we had you know, massive attrition in the contact center industry, that was quite an average thing across all organizations and all verticals. I think what we've got now, we're seeing a, we're seeing a gap. We're seeing some organizations who have massive amounts of attrition. So you have 30, 40, 50 percent attrition every year. And then you've got another group of organizations and brands who have very, very low attrition. So the gap is increasing between brands who do it really well and brands who do it really badly. Whereas back in 2006, seven, it was a, it was pretty much average across all organizations. And we can learn we this industry, you know, yes, I'm. You know, I work for Sabio, but I, I care about this industry. So collectively, every manager, every person who's a team leader, you know, let's let's look at the organisations who are doing really well and try and understand what they do differently to organisations who are losing 40, 50 percent of agents. One of the things we can definitely see is agents feeling demoralised, feeling that they don't have the skills to do a good job. That is a major mental health issue. And that is why, you know, one of the reasons why we're going to lose a lot of people. Um, but if you combine that back to the automation stuff is taking those simple tasks and delivering every call is complex, every call is emotional. You can see how the demoralization in the role could play a, you know, an important factor. So we've got to stop it. We've got to get to that. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting elite is FDA cleared to visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. I think it's about investment as well, isn't it? That there's, um, I always used to say, if someone's gone on a, a skill routing, like you say, where they've just said, look, just go on there and do do the best you can. We, we'll get to train you later on. Um, every one of those interactions leaves a, a mark on, like you say, you, you don't want to feel like you can't resolve a, a call to its to an outcome that's satisfactory to the to the customer it does leave a mark you you're you're aware that you're not um resolving things you're aware you're not doing your job how what do you think some of the things are then what are some of the things you guys are looking at in terms of how do you where do you start with um with this current situation because you're right it is it is kind of back to the days of kind of plug and play don't worry, we can just, I can remember being in a call centre and <clears throat> some of my team leaders, we was we had new intakes coming all the time and they would do a tour and some of my team leaders would go, oh, I don't believe it. I used to work with him, used to work with her. And what they were doing is agents were kind of burning out or leaving one centre and then just coming to the other one. We were in a city where there were lots of call centres and people were just kind of moving around and it was kind of accepted it wasn't you know it was kind of like well let's just work with a group that survive the ones that the ones that don't doesn't matter because we'll have another 30 people starting in two weeks time you know that kind of mentality isn't the right one no no it isn't um and th th there's also this notion this idea that 
technology solves problems uh, savvy don't buy into that you know it can help but you've got to start with people you've got to you know you make the technology work for the people and um and there's so many different ways you can do that you know perfect example is um you know I, i've spoken to a few clients um in the last couple of years who you know when you ask them about agent experience you know i'm thinking more you know what does an agent have to go through on their desktop how many applications do they have to switch those sorts of things not just skills and demoralizing and mental health and burnout but you know even sort of the wider stuff and you get this sort of feedback from exec sometimes that says well our we think uh, our agents need this and our assumption is this and lot, lots of sort of gut feel and instinct and well i've been in this industry 20 years and yeah, my experience tells me that our agents need this and you just ask the simple question have you asked them and and you know you get this blank look on your face and um so the first thing is the people who know better than anybody else are the are the agents the, the people yeah. who sit there in those chairs every day trying to do the best job they possibly can they're the ones who know so the first thing we always do would just say ask ask them have a chat speak to them make give them a safe place to feel that they can speak and say how they really feel for the good of the business that that's just really sort of the basic mechanics so so that's one thing um, and you can talk about voice of the employee surveys. I, I, I think they, they have a place, but mental health and burnout aren't a once every three months thing or a once every six months thing. Mental health and burnout is an in the moment thing. That moment where you feel that every pressure is just on top of you and you can't cope. That's when mental health and burnout is a problem, not when the survey comes three months later and you've forgotten what you were doing at that particular point in time and you just, you know what I mean? So um, so that's that's a, a, a problem. So I've already talked about the contact centre data. We've got a, a huge, rich data source of stuff that's already there. So let's collect that and use it to analyse how agents are feeling, how agents might feel uh, in terms of stress and burnout. So that's one area. The other thing that we're working on uh, that we have now is um, an application. Uh, it sits in um, the contact center agent desktop. So if they've got Genesis, it sits within the uh, Genesis agent desktop or a Twilio agent desktop. And it's a virtual mental health coach. And it's completely um, anonymous. So you can't, you know, you wouldn't be able to see it was James Hughes or what have you. And it's a place where you can check in with your emotions and your feelings and your you know, level of stress and all those sorts of things. And you can score yourself, subjective self kind of scoring. Um, so and we give, the, we, we give the agents access to this application. We also, if they want, we, and we would definitely recommend, is that they can have it on their uh, app, so Android or iOS device. Brilliant. And, and that, so, so then we're, because mental health is workplace and social life so it's good to be able to check in with themselves in work and at home and just um you know score how they're feeling now we we have access to the data completely anonymized so we can't see that it was james Hughes, but we get an understanding based on teams of 10 or more so if you've got a team in a certain part of the business unit handling calls you can compare and contrast 
a team of 10 individuals or more with another team of 10 individuals or more and understand why are they, you know, low burnout, really, you know, um, uh, mentally robust and able to feel like they're, they're really coping. But this team over here isn't. And we can see the kind of feedback, the scoring from that, but we can also then apply it to the underlying contact center data about how much, um, uh, how many interactions and complexity and skills group are we actually asking them to manage? And then you can really start to get an understanding of um, events, boosts and pressures that are really, you know, burning the, burning the agents out. So that's, that's what we focus on. I absolutely love that. So, so if I'm an agent, it sits on my desktop and, and I can interact with it at any point. Any point you like, yeah. And it will just, is it, um, is it one where I could, I can, it does interact with me so I can say, here's my, my current mood is this, and it will prompt me to think about it and get mindful around it and maybe point me to different resources and, exactly that it will give you tips on coping with certain situations um guidance on how to manage things it might recommend you know create an action plan to speak to your team leader talk about these things uh, these things are certainly causing you pressure in, you know in, in in certain areas and it would sort of give them guidance just basically give them some coping mechanisms if they are feeling particularly burned out or stressed so um and that sort of subjective self piece. I mean, mm. a lot of mental health research. I'm not a mental health expert, but we, you know, we we work with some mental health experts. Um, but one of the things that research tells us is that people who take control of their own mental health um, do have, um, you know, a greater level of success in in managing mental health and pressure and burnout issues. So again, giving them the giving people the tools. Um, to, 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 to help themselves is a, is a really positive step um, on this journey, yeah. And the fact that that app can follow them out of the building or at the end of their yeah. shift is, is massive. I, I, you know, as we spoke about before um, recording, mental health, men's mental health, everyone is, is a massive um, part of my life in terms of wanting to be quite evangelical about we, we need to talk about it more. Um, people need to see people in senior positions talk about it more. So it's great to hear you do this in the work that you're doing. And, you know, I, I've no problem admitting at a time in my life a few years ago, many years ago, um, I also struggled with some mental health and um, finally through friends and family went to sit, went to see someone had some counseling, which was, which was great. And, yeah, I kind of wish that I'd had it when I was doing well. You know, it's kind of like, why wouldn't you want to fine tune your brain and get it working as best it can? But one of the things that really, really helped was a series of apps that um, you could check in with every day, whenever you felt like it. And you're right, that that kind of questioning, understanding the, of yourself, so one of the simple questions would be in comparison to yesterday how how are you feeling and yeah. you you unless you ask yourself that you don't often you don't do that so you go actually i'm feeling a bit better than yesterday okay instantly you feel better by recognizing recognizing that 
you know, and that kind of, it just became a very nice routine that then led to um, where I'm at now, which is kind of uh, always making sure that there's mindful moments in my day and recognizing some of the triggers and, and things like that. And if you could bake that into someone's working day at, at the coalface of customer interaction, I think that's brilliant. And did you say, I just want to get this bit right, that there's, you could get, it's all anonymous, of course, but you get anonymized group data. Yeah. So yeah. you could see a particular group and go and just go, right, I'm going to investigate now why this group are performing better than this one over here. What, what's happening? And yeah. And that. The, the purpose here as well is, is, you know, this is about helping people. Of course, yeah. Agents and their team leaders and their managers be the best versions of themselves. So it's not about, you know, it's not a, a witch hunt to, to find which managers aren't emotionally supporting their agents. It's not about that. It's about providing the data to help better conversations. Um, so if you're a team leader of 10 people or more, you can understand the general feeling of mental health and well-being. You can't drill into the individual's trust is really, really key for this, this, this proposition. Um, but if you're an exec or a CEO, you know, um, you can have a top down view of, you know, all of the different units uh, within the within the business and uh, really start to see trends and, you know, what have you across different parts of the business, compare and contrast and those sorts of things. But but obviously, you know, it's a it's an unbelievable indicator to culture in your business so um and really understanding uh trends uh to good culture good well-adjusted well-managed supported in a, you know uh, robust workforce um and you know we we know the outcome certainly from a contact center if you've got a motivated you know um well uh agent workforce you know the likelihood that you've got really happy amazing amazingly well-served customers is 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 a yeah. strong strong chance yeah so it's, it's what we thrive for isn't it really mm, completely and i think that kind of um this for me always comes back to so if you have um you've got agents who have access to this that are able to help them navigate to the right resources or just feel like they they have somewhere where they can it's even nice just to be listened to, even if it's through a system and the, the company you're working for care about your mental well-being and recognise that. It's a massive part of it. But it, for me, it always comes down to what this tells us is we need to equip team leaders and we need to help team leaders understand their priorities. Are, it, it, number one is the well-being of their team. And in my experience, from being a team leader then managing team leaders, one of the things... It's never that a team leader who might appear that they don't care, that may be officious, um, that they're probably very efficient and they can drive performance. I never once thought, you know what, that particular team leader dislikes everyone in their team. Actually, when you tap into it, the reason that they maybe weren't able to have empathetic interventions is fear because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know where their role started and finished. They, and, and I think that comes down to that was an onus on us and the company and then the elite and then the industry to go, right, let's equip our team leaders to help and, 
protect and let people let agents thrive now if they if they're going to thrive then you know the key to that is their mental well-being their mental health you know like you say the technology will enable people to um i saw there was a ccma did a report about the number of applications they can draw a correlation between the number of applications someone has to do to do their job to their kind of their, their well-being it's a big stressor you know? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Um, and there was something else you said as well. I thought, oh, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. This the point around your work, the agents know a hundred percent of the problems that that exist. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an iceberg. And as you go up to the top, it's like the senior leaders know four percent on average of the problems, but it isn't in a survey that people are gonna find those things out it's, you were dead right about just go and talk to them create the create the, the routines to be able to have conversations with agents yeah couldn't agree more the problem is people don't like to talk about mental health and mm. you know we don't like to talk about mental health with our friends and family let alone with our employer the fear of telling your employer that you see so a suffering suffering from you know, burnout and stress, that's a scary conversation to have on a one-on-one -on -one with your manager. What part of this solution is, is about taking that fear away and just open up, open, opening up a layer where the agent can just explain how they're feeling. And because it is 100% anonymized, they don't have to fear what's being said. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the thing. And, and, and like, I think you touched on it a minute ago, you talked about... Um, you talked about um, mindfulness. You know, the the thing with mental health is it's it's an in the moment thing. Self awareness and being aware of how you are feeling in that moment is really important. And with this um, with this application on the agent desktop, they can check in with how they're feeling in that moment. And that that's the gold that's the gold dust information that helps organisations transform. Um, Stu Dorman, who you've had on the podcast before yeah. um we we you know we work really closely together we we sort of use this phrase inform to transform so the purpose of understanding this information this you know how well agents are from a mental health and well-being perspective is to then transform what it is we need now does, does it mean we need to deploy technology to help people reduce the number of applications and screens they're flicking through if if an agent is average on average flicking through nine different applications and screens to solve a customer query that's going to have its toll so we can use technology to, to solve that if there's a particular pain point around a certain kind of customer interaction maybe we can use rpa to solve that or some kind of ai you know speech natural language self-service applications take that really painful thing away if we can you know, it's using that technology to, to do that sort of stuff. You know, even going as far as using, you know, Savvy are doing this at the moment, is using real-time uh, sentiment analysis. So to explain to an agent before they even have, a, you know, even if they're in the, you know, just starting a call with a customer, to highlight to the agent that that customer is already frustrated, that gives them the tools to then better handle that, the, the rest of that interaction. So stuff like that is is where it really starts getting interesting so this whole concept of inform to transform this whole mental health and well-being piece is really just trying to inform ourselves of the problem in a particular organization and across the wider industry so that that's the that's the goal
is it an ongoing this and I, I absolutely applaud that I'd lo I love the kind of because you're not it's not just about yourselves is it you're in you're actually informing the agents as well as, as much as possible providing tools to help them get through those interactions successfully for them and for the customer yeah so it, it doesn't leave that mark on them that then just cumulatively cumulatively adds up what what else have you i mean in the think tank is this a, is this for you guys an ongoing passion piece where you're just going to keep trying to find different ways of doing this yeah i mean i think i think the um you know the the op the opportunity is limitless. If you can think it, we, we, we're you know we're trying to come up with ideas of how we can help. Um, you know certainly Sabio and Jonathan Gale and my boss is Tom Mullen who came in with the um, de develop acquisition of Twilio Google partner who we acquired um, uh, a couple of years back. So Tom Mullen is my boss. He's um, chief product officer at Sabio, and. Um, you know, our goal is to 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 find ways to solve problems for people. Um, often that's using tech to solve that problem, but it's first understanding the problem in, in the first place and not making assumptions based on our experience or, you know, the exec in that particular customer's uh, business. You know, their experience in past uh, employments that they've had. It's about getting to the data to to make, you know, proper strategic decisions that are based on fact and not assumptions and you know if you, if you imagine i'm just i'm just thinking you know if i was thinking the perfect outcome it would be to you know an organization uses this technology to understand mental health and well-being of their agents and then they use that data to formulate a better strategy to solve the problems to improve mental health and imagine just i'm, I'm just thinking of you know this communication from exec in this business to their agent saying we've taken this information on we've understood the the, the the stress and the pain and the impact this is having on your own well-being and because of that and because of this data that you've helped us gather we are executing on these initiatives to solve these problems you know we're using natural language processing to take away these particular customer interactions that we can see are causing you pain and we're going to take those away so you no longer have to handle those and what we're going to do is we're going to reduce the number of applications that you have to switch by integrating your salesforce platform with your genesis contact center platform and we're going to make it seamless so it's just easy for you to do a really good job and if you're doing a really good job and you feel like you're doing a really good job then you're going to feel you know really passionate about the company you work for that is my vision that's well that's retention right there yeah. that is retention right there i absolutely I, I absolutely love that i think um if you like you say if you had people because it, it always used to i'd go along to any event or listen to any speech that was talking about the agent of the future and i think the gap that was missing is what you've touched on there this kind this kind of what are we with our greater understanding of mental health and the challenges that the work has on it what are we doing to address that what support are we giving so that we are from the word from the moment someone steps into the um, contact center all we're doing is preparing them and arming them and supporting them and giving them the skills 
and the technology so that when the when this when they are confronted with challenging moments they've got the solution and it doesn't leave an impact on them and they feel like they're they're progressing and valued you know because like right back at the start it, it's it shouldn't be about survival <laughs> it should be about everyone's right. thriving it's yeah. you know it's yeah. not darwinian it's like you say it's it's about the hierarchy of needs and how you make sure that people are just enjoying it as well because that's a bit that's missing isn't it the kind of and i think having access to your own help in the moment it is great and I, I imagine it's got a long way to go you, you you're obviously very passionate about it um and I, I wish you all the best and i'd love to kind of stay along and see see what you're doing and um get involved it sounds great yeah, we will, we will keep we'll keep in touch and have regular chats about it, I'm, I'm sure. But like, I don't want to um, put a downer on it. But of course, you know, it, it is worth pointing out that, you know, mental health issues left unchecked lead to really serious outcomes. And of course, being a male myself tends to be men who speak less about mental health issues, uh, which is no coincidence that three of four suicides are men so you know there's a there's a personal piece you know, and certainly from you but it sounds like we've both had sort of mental health well-being issues in the past being male you know definitely something that resonates with me so um, I, I still think there's yeah I think you're dead right I still think um it's great that it's a it is a it's a topic that's talked about now a lot that's great um but I still think I think there's still, especially for men, the stigma um, around being able to say, you know what, I'm I'm not just one thing. I'm I'm not a mental health illness or wellness. I'm we're complex people with with histories and experiences, and we should be able to to talk about them. And it's great to see a lot of groups evolving and being created, whether that's around sport or just men coming together or through work the more people that um the more people that talk about it the better i think the next step and it's great to see contact centers having um mental health first aiders or mental health champions and those kind of focal points around the the center um sharing good messages and being first responders if you like but i think the, ne the next step will come where we because we're still not there yet where if someone says oh so and so's off because they're depressed or so and so's off because they they're having a mental health challenge there's still too high a proportion of people that scoff at that but they wouldn't if somebody said oh they fell over and broke their elbow oh of course they'll of course they'll be off for a week or a few days that's fine someone that says, look, so-and-so is having a, a particular challenge around their mental health illness, I still think we have a, a way to go to There's kind a stigma. Of... There's a stigma. There is. Yeah. There is. But, you know, and, and, you know, this proposition is about avoiding the tick box exercise that a lot of organisations are going through. Yes, we're going to set up a monthly mental health thing. Nobody's going to come onto a mental health call and talk about their mental health issues. Let's let's be really honest with ourselves. It's a tick box yeah. exercise. Yeah. Let's let's do it properly 
And, you know, a lot of that has to be giving people a safe place where they feel that they can talk or share, even if it's anonymously. Let's do that. Let's let's help people do that. I I, I think I love that. I, I think you're I can I would love to think that there are companies, customers of yours who are using the the data to kind of feed that back into both their recruitment, their inductions, their ongoing training and support about how do you what are the things that we should be doing what are the things that we should be looking out for um i'd love to have i'm thinking on the fly here but it would be great to have a session that involved everyone and think you know because i just think about resourcing as well you mentioned that earlier on surely and it all comes down to cost i know but surely that we there's a way where we have to recognize that long periods of of dealing with tasks especially if you like you say if they're emotive has an impact you know you can you can protect and build support around individuals as much as you like but if it's if it's a concerted period of those tasks that's going to have an impact yeah yeah definitely what i'm saying is come on let's let's you've got some guitars there let's get everyone together let's form a band let's get let's get HR training, um, you guys, we must be able to do something. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I'm sure your listeners would want to hear those stories. Yeah. If, if not the music. Yeah. <laughs> we should write a song. What's your, what's your absolute all-time favourite band then from the 80s? Uh, uh, oh, no. This is going to be embarrassing. Uh, I no, like it's, White, no, it's not. I like Whitesnake. And because Steve Vai was the guitarist, uh, those who know guitar music, Steve Vai was the guitarist in Whitesnake for a period of time. And he's one of the, if not the greatest guitarists of all time, uh, well, certainly my eyes. Um, so I like Whitesnake when he was their guitarist. So, yeah. I love that. You, own, you should own that. You, you've got the best backdrop. It's been brilliant talking to you. I, I have a funny feeling we're going to be talking again, um, but... James, thanks very much for coming on and keep up the good work, mate. Thanks for having me, Martin. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leads FDA cleared to revisible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to 
to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.